Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Happy Easter, my friends. He is risen. He is risen indeed. But did you know that before he was risen, he did something absolutely amazing, but something that many Catholics don't understand. They're not sure what it's really all about. We say it every time we recite the Apostles' Creed. We say that Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, and descended into hell. What does that mean? Did Jesus really descend into hell? Isn't hell the place where the damned are, those that are eternally separated from God? Did Jesus go there? And what was that really all about? We just celebrated this this last week in the Paschal Mystery of Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday. But this this aspect of our faith is so important for us as Catholics for our salvation, but it's also really important for what God wants to do in your soul, in your soul right now. Did you know that Jesus wants to descend into the depths of your soul? And if you can understand what this means, that he descended into hell, if you can understand what that's really all about, it's going to shed a lot of light on your own spiritual life. That Jesus wants to descend into the depths of your hurts, of your wounds, of those things that weigh you down and keep you fully from his love and fully alive. He wants to descend into your weaknesses, into your sins, into those character flaws that you have, those flaws that keep you from giving the best of yourself to God, to your spouse, to your friends, to the people in your life. He wants to descend into your fears, into your anxieties. He wants to descend into those areas, those corners of your soul that need his love, that need his healing, that need to be transformed. This is the amazing work God wants to do in our souls, and it's modeled for us in what just happened this last week as we celebrated the Paschal Mystery, Jesus' descent into hell. We're going to talk about that in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree. And uh, again, happy Easter to everybody. I want to welcome any new listeners joining us for the first time and all the listeners. I want you to know I always pray for you, but I am particularly praying for you at the beginning of this Easter season. So during the Triduum, I remembered you in prayer, praying that whatever graces God has in store for you in these 50 days of Easter, you'll be really open to them and they'll bear fruit in your life. I want to give a shout out to a couple groups I was with last week. You know, all during Lent, I was doing with Ascension Press the every Wednesday night, these live Facebook live events. It was a Bible study on No Greater Love, on Christ's Passion. It's been so fun meeting people from all over the United States and Canada, overseas, from England to the Philippines to Malaysia, all over the world, uh, joining us, thousands of people for this weekly little Bible study Q&A, getting to meet you all. That, that was a great blessing. Thank you for letting me accompany you during your Lenten journey. I also want to give a shout out to the group in Surprise, Arizona, and the college students in Dublin, Ireland I was with during Holy Week. But most of all, uh, there's a certain group of people that's always on my heart this season right here during Holy Week, and it's those who just entered the church in RCIA. For those who were baptized, those that got confirmation, those that received the Eucharist for the first time, you are in the Catholic Church fully. Welcome home. Welcome to the family. Know that I was praying for you on Holy Saturday in preparation of your, your entry into the church at the Easter Vigil. But let's turn back to this idea of Jesus descending 
into hell. I want to talk about what that really means. But first of all, I want to put it in the context of Jesus's overall mission, his messianic mission. All throughout his public ministry, Jesus is constantly going out. He's constantly reaching out to those that are lost, those that are far away from him. Remember, he was famous for having meals with the sinners and the tax collectors and the drunkards and the prostitutes. He's just constantly going out to try to win their hearts back to God. He had a heart for the Gentiles, those non-Jews, people from the pagan nations around him that were worshiping false gods. He wanted to reach out to them and touch them with his truth and his love. He went to even those that were possessed by demons. He even raised the dead like Lazarus. Jesus had this urgent, pressing desire to go to all the dark corners of society, of Israel, of the whole world. That's why he said, I'm the light of the world. His light will shine in the darkness. And and I want us to see that that's what happens on Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday that we just celebrated. That's what this is all about. It also reminds me of something I'd love to show people when I lead pilgrimages to Rome. We're getting ready to go on a Rome pilgrimage this summer. I have a couple spots left. If anyone's interested, reach out to me. Go to my website, edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com if you want more information. But let me tell you about one of my favorite things to do is to take people to the first century house churches, the Christian house churches. See, in the first century world, they didn't have big basilicas and cathedrals, of course. They're under persecution in this pagan Roman empire. So when they celebrated the Eucharist, they had to do it in people's homes. And in Rome, you can go down into the remains. They've, they've, later on in history, they built churches over these original first century Christian homes where the Eucharist was celebrated. And one of them, one of my favorite ones to take people to is the Basilica of San Clemente. It's close to the Colosseum. And it's where it's believed that that, that early Christian leader from first generation after the apostle, St. Clement, who was one of the early popes, Bishop of Rome, St. Clement, where he lived and celebrated the Eucharist. So they built a big basilica over this, and you can go into that basilica today, and it's it's an 11th century church, and you can go down in the excavations to the 4th century basilica they built that was built over a house, and you can go all the way down to the 1st century level in the excavations, and it's there you can pray. We, we do a reading from St. Clement down there, and we remember the Eucharist being celebrated there. But what I want to share with you today is a mosaic that you'll find down in the 4th century level, the 4th century church. It's a mosaic that depicts Jesus reaching down, reaching down into a cave. What's actually a tomb. He's reaching down into this tomb that looks like a cave. And there's this man that he's pulling out. He's pulling this man out of the tomb. And the man is actually Adam. Adam is being pulled out of the tomb, out of the dead. And he's being raised up by Jesus. Jesus pulling him out. And as Jesus is doing this, you see he's stepping on this small little demon figure. It's representing Satan, fulfilling the prophecy of Genesis 3.15, that the woman would have a son, an offspring, that would crush the head of the serpent, defeat the devil. And what you're seeing is that the devil used to have control over this world. He used to reign over death and sin, and, and Jesus is coming, and his first victim, Adam, is being pulled out, being rescued, and the devil is being defeated as he steps on that little demon figure. So I I love that image, but I think that tells you something about what this mystery is that we recite in the creed, this mystery we just celebrated in the Triduum, the mystery of Jesus's descent into hell. What does that mean? Was it really hell he went to? 
Well, first of all, I, I want to really make this really clear. This is really important that we understand this. Jesus experienced death, right? He really died on Good Friday. And like all people, people who had experienced death, his soul would have descended at that time to the realm of the dead. And that realm of the dead was sometimes called hell in the early church, or in Hebrew, Sheol, or Hades in Greek. It's the realm of the dead, though. It's called hell because the souls there couldn't see God face to face. They weren't living in that beatific vision. Uh, so the gates of heaven were not yet open to these righteous, holy souls that had lived from Adam all the way up to the time of Christ, because the Savior had not yet come. Jesus hadn't died to, to, for their sins yet, so the, so the gates of heaven weren't open to them. You think about the great heroes of the Old Testament, like Abraham, David, or Moses, or the, the prophet Isaiah, Jeremiah, and all the unnamed holy ones, the righteous, faithful Jews throughout salvation history, they are waiting in the realm of the dead longing for the Messiah to come, for the Savior to come. And then one day, Jesus finally descends to them. We say in the creed, descended into hell, but it's really, again, descending into Hades, to Sheol, to that realm of the dead. And, and Jesus descended to the dead, not to liberate the damned. That's not what it was about. He wasn't going to those that had rejected God, those who died in rejecting friendship to God. No, no, he was going to complete his messianic mission, to go to Adam. Noah, Abraham, Moses, all the great heroes, and again, all the thousands and thousands of unnamed, holy, righteous saints of the Old Testament. Jesus was coming to bring them redemption, the fruit of what he did for all of us on the cross, to bring the gospel to them. Jesus foretold this. He said this in the gospel, John chapter 5, verse 25, the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. Now, I want to make sure that this isn't just some abstract doctrine about something that happened a long time ago. I want to make sure you understand how powerful this is for your life right now. Right now in your own walk with Jesus, you really need to understand this mystery of the descent to the dead. Because what Jesus did wasn't just something for Adam and Abraham and Moses and, and all the Old Testament Jewish holy people, right? It, what he did was also something really important for all of us because Jesus redeemed even death itself. Even death itself no longer has its power over us. Ever since the fall, ever since Adam's sin, that we've been under the, the, the curse of death and death has reigned over us and Satan has been able to press us down in that way. But, but now death is transformed by Jesus. Jesus goes to the land of the dead to pull them out. He goes to the dead in order to make it an entryway into life, a passageway to eternal life. He, he redeems death, meaning he makes death become a, a birth moment, birth into fullness of life as we share in his resurrection. Even death now, not even death can, can separate us from the love of God. Now, here's the practical things that I, I want to draw out for you, though. What, what does this mean for your life? Not just when you die, you're going to be able to share in Christ's resurrection. But right now, because of your baptism, because of grace, you have that life of the risen Christ in you. And even though we all are going to face death someday, that death, because of the life of the risen Christ in us, does not have a hold on us. But that's not just for that moment when we breathe our last. It's for right now. Because we all have areas in our hearts, in our souls, that we feel are not fully alive. We experience sorrow. We experience 
discouragement. We experience sin. We experience doubt, maybe. Maybe we experience anxiety. Maybe we experience anger. These are these areas want to be touched and healed by the risen Christ. He wants to descend into those depths of our soul. So here's two practical things I want you to take away. First of all, this mystery of Holy Saturday. I want you just to imagine if you were, say, the beloved disciple, St. John, the one that was there at Calvary on Good Friday, or, or imagine being Mary Magdalene, who was also there. Imagine being the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus. And, and you saw all that happened on Good Friday, and then you saw where they were going to put Jesus into the tomb. But imagine if you were one of them, one of the closest people, imagine being Mary, and you could be at the tomb with Jesus, you know, just keeping vigil. You know, they, this, this didn't happen. It was the Sabbath. The tomb was sealed and closed, and Roman soldiers were guarding it. So this, this couldn't have happened. But just imagine if, if you were Mary or the beloved disciple, or Mary Magdalene, you're there, or you're there with them, and you're there keeping vigil at the tomb of Jesus. You're right by his body that was laid in the tomb. There would be silence, sorrow, this lifeless body, motionless. Jesus is really dead. And, and, and you're just facing that reality. He's really, really dead. He's gone. But the mystery is that He's not gone. He is dead, but he's not gone. His soul is still busy at work because the mystery of Holy Saturday, this line, he descended into hell or he descended to the dead is telling us that he is very busy at work, just as busy as he was during his public ministry. When he went out to the, to the multitudes, he went out to the sick, he went out to the sorrowful, he went out to the sinners. Jesus on, on Good Friday night, Holy Saturday morning, he still is going out He's going out to the dead. He's busy at work to, to bring them life, to pull them out of the dead, to pull them out of Satan's grasp, like he did with Adam in that mosaic. And I think the practical takeaway for us is this, is that there's times in our own walk with God when we may feel like, like nothing's happening. It's just motionless. My spiritual life is lifeless. My prayer is dry. My spiritual life is dry. Maybe I feel like my marriage is just kind of just, we're just going through the motions. It's just dry, or maybe I don't know where my life is going anymore. We can, we, we can go through seasons in life where we're wondering, where is God? Is God really acting? I don't sense his presence. And I want you to know if you were Mary or the beloved disciple kneeling right there inside the tomb of Jesus, kneeling before his lifeless body, you would see a dead man, but you would not see what was all going on. <laughs> that dead man was doing amazing work, going to the depths of humanity, going to the land of the dead, to Adam, to Moses, to Aaron, and all the righteous ones of the Old Testament, to give them the gospel, to fill them with life, to pull them out of death. He was at work, and the same is true in our souls, that sometimes it's when we don't sense his presence that Jesus is doing his most amazing work. So if, you, if, you, if you're going through one of those moments now, you're kind of feeling like God is far away, or you're feeling like your life is just meandering, you're, you're wondering what's going on spiritually in your heart, don't despair. Sometimes those are the moments when God is doing his most amazing work in, in the depths underneath the surface where we can't see. The key in those moments is to be faithful, 
to continue to pray, to continue to walk with the Lord, continue to trust, to trust that he's doing work in the deep caverns of your soul, even if you're not aware of it. But a second and final practical point I want you to take away here in this Easter season is this. Are there areas of darkness in your soul that Jesus wants to come in and shed his light on? Areas that he wants to touch, to encourage, maybe to challenge, maybe to make a change in you? Is there something in your soul deep down that Jesus, you want to allow Jesus to let him in? He's longing to not just have a superficial relationship with you that's very you know, orthodox and has beautiful liturgy and you believe all the right things and all that. That's great. But what he really wants to do is descend into the depths of your soul. What is that? Think about that. Pray about that. We've got 50 days in this Easter season. Allow Jesus to come and do his work of resurrection in that area of your soul. Again, it's going to be different for everyone. Maybe, maybe it's a certain sin that you just really need Jesus to help you change that pattern of behavior you have. And you just got to change and you can't change. Allow Jesus to descend there. Maybe you need to forgive someone and you allow Jesus to come into the depths of your hurt and anger, which might be all legitimate, but allow him to come in the depths that you may, may forgive that person Maybe you need to forgive yourself for something. There's something you, you've you done or you're doing and, and, and you beat yourself up over it and you need to allow Jesus to, in his mercy, to come down into the depths of your soul. Whatever that is, allow the risen Christ to come down, to descend into those areas that are lifeless, those areas where you're lacking fervor, those areas where you're worried, those areas where, where you're, you're not walking as closely with God as you could. Allow Jesus to descend so that he may rise in you. I hope this is encouraging for you, my friends. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me. If you want to learn more about San Clemente and, and my Rome pilgrimage, you can reach out to me at edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com. And you can always find me at Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Be assured of my prayers here in Easter week at the start of these glorious 50 days where we celebrate the risen Christ. God bless. God bless.